Welcome back, everybody, to the Comedy Castle Podcast. I'm Joel Fragamini, your host, as always, for the Comedy Castle Podcast, telling you what's coming up this week at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, Richard Mathis will be our guest a little bit later. He's the feature act tonight. More about Richard in a little bit. Uh, more about what happened last week with Josh Adams coming up in a bit here. But let's tell you what's going on this week. It's open mic night at uh, the Comedy Castle this Wednesday, January 10th. It's at 7.30 p.m. It's five bucks to get in. Uh, you should call for a reservation. That helps us staff it. We had about 100 people for open mic night last week, and uh, we could have used more staff. So when you call and make the reservation, that helps us staff it. That's how these things work. So call and make a reservation for open mic night. We don't do the online tickets. But you call 248-542-9900 and say, hey, I'm coming. And then that helps us out. But you never know. I'm not complaining. Fun open mic night. 100 people. It's a lot of people for open mic. So anyway. Uh, Thursday night, our headliner this week, Deanne Smith. Deanne has been with us before. Deanne is a veteran of the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, the Iceland Comedy Festival. And uh, uh, Gentleman Elf is a Netflix special that Deanne has out right now from Canada. And Funny was here about two years ago. In fact, we have an interview up. Uh, Tom McCarthy interviewed Deanne the last time Deanne was at the club. And that was uh, show number 88. If you want to hear Deanne, I'll link to it, of course, this week on uh, the listing at ComedyCastlePodcast.com. If you want to hear Deanne. Uh, and that's Thursday at 7.30 with Deanne Smith. Again, Richard Mathis, who I'll be talking to in a second, and Trevor Tress are opening those shows. And then we've got shows at 7.15 and 9.45 on Friday the 12th, Saturday the 13th, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Those are our shows this week with Deanne Smith. You'll hear me say to Richard, <laughs> no Lions game this week, thankfully, uh, on any of the shows, uh, the nights that we run. Because, boy, did we run into it a uh, couple, uh, what was it, on the, I guess it was the 30th, right? Saturday the 30th, when the Lions had that primetime game against the Cowboys, man. Whew. Couldn't get people out to the club that week, or at least that night. Actually, we did great the rest of the week. Uh, but, yeah, that, that Lions game was, was a tough night to draw. So I'm looking forward to having some packed shows this week with Deanne, Richard, and Trevor. So let's get into to what I talked to Richard about here. I mean, Richard's a guy that I met uh, uh, many years ago. He did my advanced comedy class. He had already won the Detroit to L.A. comedy contest. We'll talk about that, but it wasn't at the Comedy Castle. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, and, you know, one thing I like about Richard is he's got this kind of southern thing. I think his relatives are from down south. I tried to you hear me in the interview say, hey, where are you from? And he's like. I'm from Kalamazoo. No, where is he from? Battle Creek. I'm from Battle Creek. Like, that's not a southern part of Michigan, but that's not where that accent's from. But Richard's a delight to talk to. We talk about comedy contests. I did not know he started comedy in another town outside of Michigan. So you'll find out about that. Uh, you get some good comedy advice. Some of it I had given to him, and some of it was given to him by his grandfather. I thought that was hilarious. And uh, just some, some really nice talk with, with Richard. I want to thank him for doing the show here. He's uh, He's been a, a friend and a, certainly a reliable guy to get laughs. You'll hear about what, he, what happened when he went out to L.A., what to avoid at open mic night. A really good interview coming up with him in a second. We also mentioned Josh Adams, and before we throw it to Richard, 
Uh, shout out to Josh Adams once again. He had a great weekend at the Comedy Castle. Huge crowds. Um, you know, really just a guy who everybody has agreed is funny and everyone can enjoy. Super diverse crowd, a lot of energy. Uh, the openers did a great job. Amin Alasari and uh, Samantha Rager stepped in at last minute because somebody couldn't make it. And Samantha did the whole weekend. So it was great to see her again. She's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, just a great weekend. If, you, if you're not on board with Josh Adams, man, get your tickets next time to see him because it's going to sell out for sure. For sure. And he will be back at our club unless he gets too big for a club. Josh, if you're listening. Don't get too big for our club, please. <laughs> but we always got new acts coming in. We got great acts coming in. So, uh, yeah, Richard Mathis, fun interview. And, again, shout-out to Josh. If you missed that one, uh, you have to catch it next time. But you can catch Deanne this week. And, Richard, let's throw it to him, shall we? And I'll talk to you a little bit afterwards, all right? Here's Richard Mathis. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the other end of my line, I've got Richard Mathis. We're welcoming him back to the Comedy Castle this week. How are you doing today, Richard? I'm awesome. I'm doing great. Everybody's in a good mood because Michigan won the championship last night. Oh, yeah. Blue and gold. Blue and gold all the way. <laughs> all the way. Is there I, some... call, I, t- I try to call all my cousins down south. They wouldn't answer my calls last night. <laughs> Yeah, the North doesn't win a lot of football championships. No, no, and they they, they really don't like it right now. So we'll 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 take this one. We were going to do this interview, and and uh, I believe <laughs> to quote you, you in a, in a message from you last night during the game, we were talking, and you go, "Yeah, this game's stressing me out." <laughs> so we're doing it the next day. We were doing so good at first, and then it was like they're trying to give it away. Mm-hmm. But, no, uh, they did good. They played awesome. Harbaugh did his thing. Yeah, those just, kids played good. They did. It was uh, it was quite a win, and uh, everyone's happy about that. And let's uh, let's keep that energy rolling for this weekend. Uh, returning to the Comedy Castle, and uh, when did you first come to our club? What was your My, uh, the fir- first time I came to Comedy Castle? Had to be about five six years ago. Yeah. Because you are uh, from the, I don't know where, first of all, where are you from and where do you live? Let's ask those two questions. I'm, I'm from Battle Creek, Michigan, and I live in Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. But I started my comedy in uh, Indianapolis oh, at, okay. uh, at Morty's Comedy Club and at a comedy club called Crackers Comedy Club. All right. Who, who, who were the Indianapolis guys at the time you were working with? At the time when I was Miss Pat. Oh, okay. Miss Pat was there. You know Miss Pat. Uh, I love Miss Pat. Yep, there's a guy named BT okay, that I kind of yeah. looked up to when I started. Uh, Warren B. Hall. Um, and uh, it was another guy with dreadlocks. Oh, man, I can't remember his name, but he, he was a guy that we kind of looked up to that gave us a lot of pointers. Nice. Um, yeah, it, it was a few of them. Not a whole lot, but it was a few that would actually, you know, talk to us and teach us stuff. But the main ones that I remember is Warren B. Hall and Miss Pat. Yeah, well, those are known comics. We've had Miss Pat at the club. Yeah, Miss yeah. Pat's awesome. Yeah, Miss Pat, Pat is. I got some good stories about Miss Pat. She probably don't want me to tell, so I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say them. We'll have to do it after the show because I got some too. <laughs> Yeah, I got some. I got uh, a story about Miss Pat, but I don't like, know if she wants me to talk about it. Yeah, we like Miss Pat. Miss Pat. Here's the thing about Miss Pat: she'll tell any of these stories. She's just got to tell them. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll wait till she say it first, <laughs> then I'll then I'll go after. Sounds good. Now I first remember <laughs> you coming in uh, to the. I believe it, did you win the Detroit to L.A. Comedy Challenge in at the Comedy Castle or at Joey's Comedy Club? At Joey's. At Joey's. That's when I met Bill. Yeah, yeah. that's when I met yeah. Bill. And I followed Bill basically from Joey's to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Right, yeah, because that's, I remember you had won that one and you came, you were sort of the last winner before that club closed. Yeah, I was, yep, yeah, I was actually, I was the last winner. Yeah. Before, they were closing as I was winning, <laughs> actually. Here's our winner, Richard Mathis. And. Grab your shit and go, because we're closing. Right. <laughs> Everybody was like, you better hurry up and get that plane ticket, because yeah, I think right. you're closing. I'm like, what? Well, you you did it. Now, tell us about, you know, because so many young comics asked me in my class and everything about, you know, oh, we got, should I do this contest? Uh, you know, what are we doing? So you tell everybody uh, your experience and how uh, the Detroit to L.A. Comedy Challenge uh, treated you, the process of winning it and then, uh, you know, claiming your prize going out to L.A. Tell us about that. Um, It was nerve wracking for me because it was my first contest at a comedy club. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I wasn't going to do it. Bill was more <laughs> or less like you're doing it. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Bill was like, you're getting in this contest. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know. Bill was like, you're doing it. Yeah. So uh, I got in the contest and it, it was weird because when I got in the contest, you know, you, you see your peers that, mm-hmm. that I would see in Detroit and across Michigan. So I'm like, oh, OK, I'm going against my friends, basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it, it taught me how to have friendly competition. Mm hmm. There's nothing wrong with competition. Yeah. And then uh, you go through all those rounds, you win, and then what is the trip to L.A. like for you? The trip to L.A. was awesome because I've never been to California before in my life. Mm-hmm. So it was – it was the, the trip was awesome. Uh, the comedy store was different. It, it was the first, like, big, big comedy – it was the first club that I went to that had more than one room. Oh, okay. like yeah, that. yeah. Because, you know, they got their belly room and they had this other room. Then I had another room that the kids running a podcast in. <laughs> and uh, what the comedy store taught me is that there's a lot of comics. Yeah. That's what it taught me. Right. Because when I got there, it was probably about no exaggeration, about 100 or something people there. Mm-hmm. And probably only about 30 got to get on. You yeah. know, I, I was lucky to get on because I was, you know, the winner yeah. from the contest. So I got a slot. Mm-hmm. But it let me know there's a lot of people chasing this dream. That's yeah. what it let me know. Right. Yeah. It was a yeah. uh, good opportunity to play that club because it is hard to get into. Uh, yeah. You know, the, their open mic is is sort of uh, put your name on a list and wait outside all day. And, and wait outside. And it was the first time I seen costumes. Oh, and it okay. was like, uh, yeah, I, I seen people dressed up as robots and. You know, I just had a polo shirt on and, and some <laughs> jeans. I'm like, am I underdressed? Was I supposed to wear a uniform? I'm like, what's going on here? But it, it let me know everybody had their different styles. And, you know, pe- some people are them and then some people are characters. Yeah. So, you so, know, so people are dressed up trying to uh, get like impress somebody at the comedy store to get on the show. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yep, I seen them dressed up. They were dressed up as robots, and <laughs> I think I seen one chicken outfit, and I was oh just like, goodness. "Wow!" Wow! But I, I kind of noticed the wilder the outfit, the the less 
material they had. <laughs> so, so I was like, I was like, that's why they're dressing like that. Yeah, they don't have a lot of material. That is kind of how it goes. It's unfortunate that uh, <laughs> you know when you see somebody dress, it's like, oh god, not here's one of the, one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's a dude dressed up as Black Panther. I'm like, yeah. all right, see how, all right, see how this goes. I mean, well, there's also just, just in simple, uh, in in the simplest time, I would say, is like if you're spending time putting together a costume, that's time that you didn't sit down to work on your jokes. Exactly. <laughs> they had nothing to say. Yeah, that's, it was like yeah. when they got on stage, they got a big applause because you know the costume. Mm-hmm. But then when it was start time to start the set they probably have about a minute and then after that minute you can see them looking for the light yeah. you know what i'm saying they're looking for that yeah. light i would, they only give you they only give you like three or five minutes yeah. at the comedy store yeah. yeah i did it i went to atlanta because my brother lives there and i was already mm-hmm. you know working comic touring and stuff <clears throat> and they put me on their the punchline open mic which was sort of the comedy castle of atlanta at the time okay and uh, I they, they let you work like the open mic was before the feature and the headliner. So those were your weekend guys. And then open mic okay. was just a few spots before them. And it was the same deal as a potluck. And because I was from Detroit, I had arranged. So I got to go on. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the other guys they chose is a guy with a box on his head. <laughs> and I'm like, what's so, you know what I'm t- so you know what yeah, I'm talking about. And this about. guy, so it, it, the the gimmick was every time he turned a crank on this box on his head, he had a different joke, or it was a different impression, or a different emotion. It was something to that degree, and it was so bad. And my brother, you know, I talked to him after, and he's like. He goes, oh, you did so great. It was fantastic. And he goes, and you looked even better following the guy with the box on his head. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the thing. It's like, I got to follow this dude. But here's here's, here's the the ultimate sort of punchline on that story. When Last Comic Standing was was running, they were showing, you know, their open auditions and all the wackos that show up for that. And who do I see in the Atlanta auditions for Last Comic Standing? The box head guy. (laughs) (laughs) So same box and everything. And he's probably like, Hey, I'm on TV. Where's Joel at? He ain't on last comic standing. And I, he's right. I was not. Hey, but I, I watched this. I watched this documentary one time and it had Dave Chappelle on it. And he was talking about contests mm-hmm. and he was talking about the contest that he had lost. And he was like, you know who won that contest? And the guy was like, I don't know. And he was like, exactly. Yeah. So he was like, just because you lose a contest don't mean you're not good. Don't mean you're not on the right path. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, that contest. you won it and you're doing well. But at the same time, if you lose it, it doesn't yes. really mean anything. And then but what happens and I know this personally talking to people is that they get frustrated. They thought they should have won. They brought the most people, whatever it was. And then mm-hmm. they decide that eh, comedy's not for me. It's all rigged. Mm. So you it lose can't. contests, make you sort of lose good people. At least it do. There's the potential for that. 
It, the ones that don't understand, you yeah. know, that it's just a contest and you're not going to. You know, LeBron doesn't win every championship. That don't mean he ain't the best. Yeah. and, and You know and, what I'm saying? You're not right. going to win it all. And you went to L.A. And, and you know, no offense to you. they <laughs> You didn't get a sitcom the week you were out in L.A. No, <laughs> no. They didn't even know my name. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm the winner from Detroit. They was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, bet. All right. You're they, right. <laughs> they, had, they had no clue who all I right. was. Well, that's I, it. If you go to the comedy store, just say you're the winner from Detroit. They'll put you right on. Yeah. Yep. They don't even know your name. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, again, not to be hard on you, but, you know, people that make their breaks in places like L.A. and New York, they're there for years and they get to know everybody yeah. and they see you develop your act and stuff. So even if you go out to L.A. and you do a couple shows and you do well, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, I went to that Atlanta no. show and I talked to the booker and the guy thought I was really good, said he'd like to use me. And I don't think he was being disingenuous. I just think there's so many people. That's a lot of things comics don't understand. No, I was just about to say, he probably said that to a thousand yeah. people that month. And, and they're probably good people. They're probably mm-hmm. not comics that aren't good enough to play there, you know? So it's, it is a numbers game to a degree and you got to stick around. And sometimes yeah. just the guys that stick around are the ones that make it because the but other you have guys to be, you have to be on the scene. Yeah. You yeah. got to be on the scene. Right. All right. Well, let's talk about, you- let's talk about the Michigan comedy scene. I'm talking about this. Okay. All right. You are battle Creek. We consider you a West sider. I think from this side of town, West side yeah, of the state. Do. West Side of yeah. the State's West got its own crew. Yeah. We talked to him on this show. Adam Deggie's out there. You know, yeah, Dave yeah. Dyer's Adam, out Adam's there. Adam's a good guy. Good comics out there. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, what is the scene like there? If you want to start out and, and start developing an act, where do you go do it? Where do you perform at? You're going to have to find bars, mm-hmm. bars with open mics, because yeah. we don't have a lot of actual comedy clubs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to have going to have to find the bars that have comedy nights, uh, basically go on Michigan comedy network, you know, right. and, and see, and see who, see who has time, who's given time. And that's basically uh, how you're going to have to do it coming out West. And you're going to have to go out East a lot. You're yeah. going to have to travel if you're out West. Meet the Detroit comics. Yeah. You're going to have to, there, there's no way around it. They're, they're like, not your enemy. No, no, they're, they're not, they're, they're not your enemy whatsoever, but don't talk about their city. Yeah, they can well. talk about it, but you better not say a word about their town, you know, but uh-huh. they take a lot of pride in where they're from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, so don't, don't go up there talking about Detroit ragging on them or nothing like that. Um. So this West Michigan scene, then what are these bars like when you go in and do them? I did. Yeah, I did West Michigan gigs when I was touring, but they were more like, you know, Saturday night at a bar. Those are always usually pretty good. But uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what night of the week are these things? What kind of bars are they? Well, most of them are like the breweries where they're making their own brews. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's like a lot of the breweries that, have, that are having the comedy nights. So, yeah, that that's basically where you're going to go is to the breweries where they're making their own brew. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the local brews and all that. Yeah. But they but they love comedy and yeah. they, they accept they accept it. Um, sometimes it can be difficult with bars because you know some bars don't let the patrons know that there's going to be comedy mm-hmm. yeah. night. So you know That's they the came thing. in to shoot pool and cry about their divorce and then <laughs> hey y'all here comes Richard. Yeah. You know so good luck for making that guy laugh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He came here for a totally different reason. Yeah. So. You know, as long as you get a bar that let their patrons know that, yo, this certain nights we do have comedy, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to shoot pool and all that. You're perfectly fine. Yeah. You're perfectly fine. Um, 
And and then so where is your career now? Where are you taking this to? Where is comedy taking you aside from LA? Uh, to be honest, comedy is just making my life special. Oh, okay. It, it really does. I think everybody should have a hobby in life, whether you're making pottery or paintings or pictures, or you should always have something to keep you going besides your job. Your job's gonna drive you crazy. So, you know, but it, it's taking me. It's taking me. Every, it's taking me a lot of places, even though I haven't like been all over the country yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. I had no clue. It was so many little bitty tiny towns in Michigan. <laughs> Every time I do a show, my friends are like, where are you at? Yeah. And I'm like, I have no clue, dude. But, you know, it's pretty nice over here. There's people there and those people (laughs) want to laugh. (laughs) Yeah, and there's people at the crowd. So, you know, but and and the comedy scene on the west side of the state has gotten a lot better than Mm -hmm. when I first moved back home. Okay. When I first moved back home, it really wasn't no scene. Yeah. So I had to go to Detroit. I had to go to Grand Rapids. And I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't mind it. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah. So you just got to know if you're on the west side of the state, you're going to you need a car. If you ain't got no cars, it's going to be hard. <laughs> you got to get a car. You got to get you a car. Yeah. That's the that's the main yeah. thing. Get you get your own wheels and, you, and you're on your way. Yeah. But I met a lot of I met a lot of good comics in Michigan. Uh, I met a lot of comics from out of state that come through here to do shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, comedy really just put a bright spot in my life and yeah. it, it keeps me going. Yeah, the uh the, the West Side that Dr. Grin's club uh it, it gets a lot of the acts that we get at the comedy cast. Yeah. And they then do. Is and, you get to work with them. Yeah, I, I I've never did grins. You never did grins? Never well, did grins. Okay. I, I, ne- I, n- I never did grins. All right, I'll dump on grins. I can take this interview in another direction. Uh, <laughs> well, they're very, here's the thing about that place. They're very selective about who gets on stage. Yeah, you know? I figured that out real and quick. And you find that out. And that's, you know, people say that about the Comedy Castle as well. And you just go, oh, they're very selective about who they put on. But I also think that that club can be harder to get into even than Comedy Castle because they don't really have an open mic usually, a regular thing. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. They don't have an open mic. So you can display what you can do yeah. in the time that you have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, they're only going off of the people that they know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you got to get a comic to refer you. That's usually how, how, how it went for me in my comedy career yeah. is uh, through other comics referring me to bookers. Yeah. So... Once you meet a comic that goes over there and he can refer you and you can go in and do a guest set, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, I haven't pushed it. It's not like I've been trying to get over there and they've been denying me. Yeah. Okay. I, I never, I haven't been over there. You so make them want I, I you. Yeah, exactly. So I, I haven't been over there and pushing it. So, um, and then, uh, your, uh, career now, because you have been a regular at the comedy castle, um, who you been working with? What's the, what was your experience there? Who was the coolest guy you worked with? Coolest guy I worked with at the Comedy Castle. Coolest guy I worked with at the Comedy Castle. I've worked with a lot of cool guys. Um, the funniest guys who taught you something. Bill. Bill. Working with Bill. <laughs> Bill, that's a good answer. To, to, to be honest, yeah. uh, Bill. Working with Bill at the Comedy Castle. Bill Bouchard. I learned I learned a lot from watching Bill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bill's yep, fantastic. So. And it's great that he's yep. the guy that, you know, is, is booking the club now in a lot of ways because he knows these guys. He sees mm-hmm. guys like you, but other people that he'll see in these small towns because he is out there touring. Mm-hmm. 
And he, he sees how- these guys and goes, oh, this guy's yeah. good here. If they're good yeah. for 50 people here, they'll be good at the comedy yeah. castle when there's hundreds. That's the beautiful thing about Bill. Is it's really no politics with Bill. Bill's like, can you get it done? Yeah. Are you professional? Are you yeah. going to be on time? Or can you get it done? Yeah. You got to show up. Yeah. You got to show up on time. It. Be professional. You know, don't come wasted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and do your job. Yeah. You get wasted after the show. Yeah, you get wasted after, but come clean, <laughs> do your job. If you're not driving, if you are driving, yeah, you don't get wasted. But yeah, working with Bill was cool. Um, and then I, I worked some other, some other. I worked a lot of other uh, clubs in Detroit where I worked with some cool people. Mm-hmm. The past mm-hmm. year, like uh, Detroit House of Comedy, I worked okay. with Nate Jackson. All right. Yep, I did a, I did a weekend with Nate Jackson. Oh. Can't forget Josh Adams. Anytime you work with him, you're going to learn. We just had Josh last weekend. Yeah. And I I work with Melanie a lot at Uh uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Melanie's awesome. Mm -hmm. Another great person you can listen to and she gives you good advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of these people that that I've worked with at Comedy Castle come through Bill. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's most of the people that Bill, Bill put us together. Right. And then you and also Bill made us friends. And you did comedy classes at the Comedy Castle as well. You can't forget that. Yep, I did the beginning and the advance. That's right. So work with me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I and I tell and I tell everyone, no matter what, no matter how far or how good you think you are, you should always take those classes because mm-hmm. it's going to be the small things you don't know about yeah, right. that's going to help your set. Yeah, I think I and I, I look at it that way too. When I see somebody. And I think you were definitely that. I think you had already won Detroit to LA, and you came into my class, yeah, and, and I, I was, still came. And you can, and I was like, okay, well, you know, he's that's that's a good sign. You know, Melanie Hearn was like that when she did my class, and Cam Rowe was like yeah. that too because these people came to me, and I was looking at him going, these guys are really good. What do they need to get to the next level? Where can I give them advice uh, for their career and just to uh, to to to, to maybe something they haven't run into. They're already funny, you know, right. which is sort of what I want in the advanced comedy class. You come in, you're funny. All right. We know that already about you. What, but it's the, the small thing? things like, yeah. like I didn't, I didn't know you couldn't wear shorts until you told me I had been doing <laughs> comedy for seven years and I came in there with some khaki shorts on. And you was like, yeah, you don't do shorts on stage. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, nobody, nobody never told me like nobody just never said it. Well, it's in it's, it's not even like a rule like you can't do it like, oh, you wore shorts, go home. We're not going to use you. But the it's the way that the audience reacts to a comedian in shorts. Yeah. And it's, it's all that. And you dress a certain way. I always tell my students, I go, you got to dress like a comedian, dress like you're part of the show. Just yeah. like you're there. So it doesn't mean you have to be in a, a suit and tie and be all buttoned up or whatever, however a lady would dress for that kind of thing. But you want to look like an entertainer because yeah. you want you people to look treat like you, you like work there. there. Yeah, well, you, you know, people, especially, you know, on open mics and stuff, they know it's guys who don't do it. They're coming in off the streets. Well, make them look like you're the, the comic who's just coming in to work on some new stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm just exactly. gonna work this new five minutes, and I'll be a look like a pro. Yeah, exactly. Dress like so, fake it till you make uh, it. Yeah, well, that it's 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 really what you got to do. You got to play the part, yeah. just like going for a job interview. You don't go in there without taking a shower and shaving. You know what I mean? If you want the job, 
That's the yeah. first thing they look at is your appearance. They don't know nothing about you. You, you ain't grabbed the microphone yet. So they're just looking at you till you grab that mic. Um, and then once you grab the mic, you can kind of fight for it. But yeah, you, you got to play the part. All right. Well, outside of comedy, what's Richard Mathis do for a good time? What's fun for you? Oh, man, I can't even probably say a lot of it on here. Uh, <laughs> but Richard likes I, I got I got a wife. I got a daughter. So I'm, go. A lot of people don't know it, but I'm a family yeah, man. You are. I, I got good. A, I know that about you. I got a, yeah, I got a seven year old. I got mm-hmm. a wife. I, we've been married for about six years nice uh but me having fun watching sports uh hanging out with my father and my grandfather my father my grandfather's 92 years oh, old man. so i love oh man if you want to hear some just some rugged bracket <laughs> some if you want to hear somebody say anything hang out with older people because <laughs> they feel they got the right to say whatever oh. to you and you can't say nothing back. I'll go to my grandfather's house. He'd be like, ooh, you getting big, ain't you, boy? I'd be like, dang, granddad, all you got to say is how fat I got since the last time you seen me. But, but you know, he's 92. What you going to do? What you going to yeah. do, arm wrestling? There's no filter. You know, so, yeah, it's no Old filter folks. with older people. Yeah. So I like hanging with older people because they tell you straight mm-hmm. how it is. <laughs> like, I, I did a show one time, and he came to my show. My grandfather, he dresses to the T. He's old school. Yeah. He, wears suit, he wears suits on Tuesday. And uh, he came to one of my shows, and I just had on, like, a regular polo and some jeans. And and uh, I did a good job. Did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. So I go, go up to him after the show. I'm like, Grandpops, how'd you like to show? He said, you dress horrible. <laughs> That that was his exact words That's to me, it. Joel. Oh wow! He said you can't dress at all. I said, Granddaddy, was I funny? He said you was funny, but you can't dress. Wow! He said you. He said you'd be a little bit better if you dressed a little bit yeah. better. And, and I took it to consideration. Absolutely. He's I started, right. I started ironing my my pants and my shirt. You know, I quit showing up wrinkled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Small stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But he he was he was dead right. He was like he was awesome. But man, you dress horrible. Yeah, wisdom of the age yeah. gives you wisdom. <laughs> he was like you look like garbage up there, but uh, you did good. He, he said, but you did awesome. Well, but yeah, I like to. Uh, I'm really not a gamer. I know a lot of people in the video games. Uh, I pawned mine during COVID. I went broke, so <laughs> I, I pawned my Xbox during COVID. They were worth more then, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I got like $500. Harder to pawn, get. Dude. Yeah, harder to yeah, get. Yeah, I, I got a lot of money on that pawn. Um, yeah. I like to read. I like to study comedy. Yeah. I, I love watching comedy on YouTube. That's mm-hmm. the most beautiful thing about YouTube yeah. is that you can go back to the 40s, man, and watch Moms Maybelline mm-hmm. and, and see what made people tick back then yeah. and then what makes people tick now. So, really, I my, my hobby is, is comedy. Nice. Like, that's what I like to do. I, I work. I got a job. I'm a cultivator. I grow cannabis. Okay. You know? So, I got a passion for that, for growing <laughs> cannabis. And, uh... You know, just mainly basic stuff. I'm just a family man trying to try and support my family. Well, it's it's you know, and uh, but I think that all comes out in your show. You got a nice, relatable show. Everybody laughs. It's a good time. Ain't that so weird? Ain't it so weird? It's like <laughs> uh, the things that people will tease you about in real life. You can mm-hmm. take on that stage and turn into gold. Yeah, well, and that's why I love. That's why I love comics. Yeah, because comics, you know, some comics are, oh, I want to settle down. I don't want to have a regular job. I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids. And 
Meanwhile, who do you think's coming to watch you do comedy? That's what I just wanted to <laughs> say. It's people your family. kids and people who have it's- crummy jobs that they don't like. And, you and know, the, and the college kids who got all their friends coming. So yeah. it's like you, you got to have people. You still have to in, intertwine with the world. You can't cut the world off. Yeah. I know a lot of I, I met a lot of guys who've done that. Mm. Like, you know, they left their girlfriends, left their wife. And yeah. I'm just like, ugh. You, about it, you know, you do have some comics get that life where all they know is comics and it's not always a great <laughs> life. No, no, that's not because for one, I like to have conversations without people saying I'm going to use that. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, sometimes yeah. that gets annoying, yeah. right? When you're hanging out with your comedy buddies mm-hmm. and you, you're just having a genuine conversation. Yeah. But the other guys, he's writing a set. Yeah. And he's like, I want to use that. And you're just like, well, I was just talking to you. Like, but yeah, you can have it. I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can have it, I guess, dude. Like, you know, but then it's harder to talk to people that's not comics. That's why I don't like telling a lot of people I do comedy. Oh, that's Because once you tell them you do comedy, they'll hold back on things they tell you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They'll hold back. Or they give you comedy advice. It's like, oh, God. That's the worst. You can the, use that. I, <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> it's the it's the worst in the world, and it's like people people try to tell you how to do stuff that's never done it. So it's like uh, you can't argue with them because they don't know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I argue with my own father. My, I'd be like, Dad, you coming to the show? He'd be like, You gonna say the same jokes from last show? I'm like, Yeah, a couple of them. It's my set. <laughs> Like, he don't get it. I'm like, dude, it's not magic. I can't go up there and do a totally new Mm -hmm. 30 minutes, man, and please everybody just to please you. Like, he wants a whole new 30 for him. Like, even if it all bombs, long as it's all new for him, he's satisfied. (laughs) So I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to put some new stuff in, you know, and work on the old stuff. But if you came to a couple of my shows, you're going to know a couple of the jokes. Yeah, a couple of them, yeah. True. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna, and the more shows of mine you come to, the more material of mine you're gonna know. Yeah. So it it gets kind of hard trying to please people that come to your shows a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it especially, is. Go ahead. Yeah, especially like if you're running your own show, that's yeah. the worst because every week you got to come with something new. Yeah, but it's it's but good experience though to do that. It's awesome experience, but you're going to bomb a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, that's part of the deal. Because it's new stuff. So you'd invited this girl or something, right? And then you got like 15 <laughs> minutes of new stuff, and it, you totally bombed it. <laughs> and you're trying to explain to her, this is, I'm working on this stuff. They ain't trying to hear that. Well, listen, I so, think we'll end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not yeah, bombing, I, you're not doing comedy. You're not trying. Yeah. That's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, man, if you talk to a comic and he tells you he didn't bomb, he yeah. bombs the most. He's the worst. Yeah. He's the worst. That's everybody like a else thinks, player. Yeah. Everybody else thinks he's bombs. He's bombing, but he yeah, ex- exactly. Like he's the worst then. If he think every show he was Eddie Murphy. It's like, no, you want not dude. You crashed a couple times. That's like asking a, that's like asking a basketball player, have you ever been dunked on? And they say no. It's like, yeah, right. You must get dunked on a lot. Well, Richard, everybody gets dunked on. <laughs> well, no one's dunking on you this weekend, dude. It's going to be a great weekend. Ah, uh, nah, man. No one's dunking on me, man. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No one's dunking. I foul. Yeah. 
I'll follow you in the air. That's You're it. not going to dunk on me. Take that, Trevor Tress. <laughs> He'll follow your ass, Trevor. Don't think, Trevor. I'm fine. You won't make that dunk. It'll look good, but we're Jenny will make it. We're talking like Trevor Tress would ever think that, Freddie. Are you Are you going to be there this weekend, yeah, or are you going to be there. somewhere else? I'm gonna be there. Ah, awesome! Yeah. Awesome! Awesome! Yeah, of course, I'm, I'm real excited. Yeah, it's gonna be a great weekend. We've had Deanne at the club before. And mm-hmm. uh, and you and Trevor and uh, we're off to a great start. It's only the second weekend of the year, but like I said, last weekend was terrific with Josh. Big crowds. Lines oh, are on Sunday too. I knew Josh was going to tear it up. Yeah, but see, I we, knew Josh was going to tear it up. If we had gotten that Lions playoff game on Saturday, though, oh, maybe not so much. But it's on Sunday night, so everyone can come. Yeah, 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 man. Awesome. And then, and then, and then it's so ironic that Josh performs for them, and ever since he performed yeah. for them, they've been doing better. I Ain't that it, crazy? I brought it up last week on the show talking to him. The dude was awesome. So. <laughs> and people are talking about you're going to get your shots too, young man. And people are going to watch you. I'm like, dang, ever since Josh performed for them, them dudes been doing good. <laughs> well, do you want to? Uh, maybe he should play for the. He should perform for the Pistons. Maybe next. I don't know. Whatever. He, he probably should perform for my marriage. <laughs> he, probably should, he, probably should, he probably should do a set in my house. <laughs> see if things get better. All right, we're gonna go before you get in any trouble with the wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll see you this weekend, Richard. Always fun talking, man. Hey, see you Thursday. Always fun working with y'all. All right, I take care, y'all. Richard. We'll see you. Yeah. Bye bye. Love talking to Richard. Always fun, man. Cannabis grower. That's his job. Didn't get that deep into that one. (laughs) But that's a legitimate job now in Michigan. That is a legitimate job. Richard could, could, you know, a few years ago, guy who had that job would be a pot dealer. Cops would be chasing him. Now, legitimate businessman comes to you this weekend at the Comedy Castle. Hope that sounded good too. You know, I had technical stuff. I meant to tell you that before, but I had some technical issues before the show. Of course, right as the show begins, that's when the technical issues hit. But I think it sounded good. I think I made it nice. I think I know what I'm doing. It's been fun doing this show. Let's just plug a couple quick things. You know, the advanced comedy class does start this Saturday, the 13th. The show, as I am speaking, uh, the class as I'm speaking to you may be full. If you were interested in attending and being part of this one, still, please call the club at 248-542-9900 because we do have a wait list. So should somebody not be able to make it, you can take the class then, too. So please call the club if you're interested in doing it. Uh, but thanks to everybody who did sign up. Great uh, turnout for this one. I do have to limit it to 13 students because there's only so much time in the class. There's almost only so much time on the showcase. And uh, 13, I think, is a good number to do that. And, of course, beginner classes for anyone that wants to take them are starting all the time in Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. All right. So anyway, again. Shout out to Richard for talking to me. Deanne Smith, we've got that interview with uh, Tom McCarthy that I will link to. And that's going to do it for the week, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll catch you next time on the Comedy Castle Podcast, guys.